Good morning and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to continue speaking on and talking about having a true heart of thanksgiving. Now, when I mention the word heart, and when the Word of God the majority of times mentions the word heart uh, in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament, it is not speaking of the muscle uh, that beats in our chest. I believe there's two scriptures, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the whole Word of God that speaks of that muscle that beats in our chest, the life-giving force as far as pumping our blood to our organs and throughout our body. But when we speak of heart, when the Word of God speaks of heart, it is speaking of the deepest recesses of our being. Our, our, the deepest recesses, meaning our, our soul and our spirit, that it controls our thought, our mind, our emotions, uh, everything that controls all that we express outwardly. Uh, you know, and we've been talking and had it revealed to us that to enter into God's presence, and I'm speaking of prayer, entering into his presence in prayer and communion, uh, for if you're born again into the family of God, you've experienced the new birth uh, through Jesus Christ, accepting Jesus Christ, our Lord, as your Savior, you've been experienced the new birth, you have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of you. Uh, you are never separated from God's presence. But when we enter into his courts, we enter into his presence there before the throne of, of God, the throne of grace, as he tells us we can come confidently, we must enter in there into his presence with a pure heart. With everything that is in us, there can be no sin in that communion. God cannot commune with sin. He will not. Uh, you know, I, I, I think of this, and, you know, we are so emboldened at times, and we think of it from a human standpoint. But if we remember in, in, uh, at, on the cross, when all of our sins was placed upon Jesus on the cross, and he cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, when all of our sin was placed upon him on Calvary's cross, he cried that as our, all of our sin was put on him and he was judged for our sins. Yes, he died physically, but he suffered God's eternal wrath upon himself uh, for our sins. And God had to forsake his son. He could not look upon his own son that he loved so dearly that because of our sin was there, he could not look at him. So I think it's, it's mighty bold of you and I to think that we can come into a holy, holy, holy God's presence with sin in our heart when he paid such a dear price to pay that sin debt in full. Paul said we are bought with a price, and that price was the life and the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. So when I speak of this, you know, we must enter into his courts and enter into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. It speaks of worship. Uh, those, those word thanksgiving, the word praise speaks of worship. Let's read Psalm 100 again, and then I, as time allows, depending on how the Lord leads, like I say, this may be a, a several-part message, but let's just take our time and look at Scripture this morning because I want to go over to the Gospel of John, chapter 4, as the Lord leads this morning. But let's look at 
with that in mind, let's look at Psalm 100 again. He says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Entering into his courts with praise, and entering into his gates with thanksgiving. I read the other day, I referenced Psalm Psalm 116, and I want to look over there because I did not read a verse of scripture there, and I want to read it, uh, and there was a purpose for this. He says in verse 16 of Psalm 116, he said, O Lord, truly I am thy servant, I am thy servant. And the son of thine handmaid, thou hast loosed my bonds. My friends, you and I were in the bonds of and under slavery of sin and death. We were in those bonds. Those bonds were locked upon us so much that they, they could not be broken in any way, form, or fashion of our own. Christ had to pay dearly for those bonds to be broken. And it behooves you and I, it behooves you and I to enter into God's presence who has paid such a high price for you and I, for you and I on Calvary's cross, that we might have those bonds broken. And that was the life and every drop of the blood of Jesus Christ bled into the ground there at Calvary's cross for our those bonds to be broken. Um, I want to turn over, and this is somewhere where the Lord is leading me. And let's just look at this. You know, I want to focus on this true heart of thanksgiving. I want to read the scripture to you this morning. I want you to you to answer this question. Does our righteousness that we have in Christ, does it give us the right to sin? Does it give us the right? Listen to this. And this is speaking of in the Gospel of Matthew. I had intended to go to the Gospel of John, but the Lord is leading me here, so we're going. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, verse starting at verse 45. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Labath, Sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why hast thou forsaken me? Now, I ask you with that, and I want you to picture this. Christ is on the cross. It has come to the sixth hour. All the sins of the world, for Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he, speaking of God, made him, speaking of Christ, for he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, I ask you, as we continue to look at this, you, I want you to picture Christ on the cross. 
He has suffered physically as he has. He's been beaten beyond recognition. He's been scourged. All the skin has been ripped from his body. You can see his bone in his flesh. He's, nobody can even recognize him. He's been beaten so badly. He's been crowned with a crown of thorns. His blood is dripping down, and he's there. And our sins, all the sins, yours and mine, of the world are placed upon him on the cross. God, in the sixth hour, had to turn and could not look upon his own son because of your sin and my sin. And Jesus cried, listen, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you know why he was forsaken on the cross by the Father? The only time that communion was broken between the Father and the Son whom he dearly loved, it was because of your sin and my sin. So how dare us think that we can go into a holy, holy God's, holy, holy, holy God's presence with sin upon our heart. When Jesus, he could not even look upon his own son because of your sin and my sin. There was a high price paid at Calvary that day, my friend. When you look at the manger this year, I want you to look past the cross where Jesus paid all of our sin dead in full. I want you to look at the blood shed there for you and I. And I want you and I, as we go forward, you know, it's, it's so uh, we, we get so close to God during these times of year, Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving and so on. We need to have a heart sold out for him every day because of when we look at that cross, we have to look past the cross to look to the manger and we see the purpose of why Christ was born of a virgin over 2,000 years ago. And that was to die on that cross for you and I, the innocent for the guilty. Jesus was forsaken for our sins, so how dare us not come into a holy and righteous God's presence with sin upon our heart when we come to give him thanksgiving. May we come with a true heart as his children, born in the Spirit, born by the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.